Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. It's not an accessible area. It's not general public. It's not general staff. It's specific staff, people with specific access to get to this. And yes, I understand that Hunter left on Friday. wasn't found until later. But you know what? People don't check those things all the time. And the fact, if it had been during the Trump administration, it would have been a five-alarm fire. You know, again, it's, uh, it's absolute obscurity and non-transparency uh, with this White House. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Secret Service says it's because it was awaiting the FBI test results of both fingerprint and DNA analysis to see if they could determine who brought the cocaine into the West Wing. But those tests came back without any results. So now the Secret Service says it has wrapped up its investigation. We got a statement from the service late today. They said there was no surveillance found that provided investigative leads or any other means for investigators to identify who may have deposited the found substance in this area. Without physical evidence, the investigation will not be able to single out a person of interest from hundreds of individuals who passed through the vestibule where the cocaine was discovered. What a, what a slap to our intelligence. Just like during the man-made lockdown, right? What do, you, what, what do you think would happen if cocaine was found in your house? Your name on the lease. I know if, if coke is found in an automobile, any kind of drug. I watch this on, on Patrol Live, right? And it's not on a person. The owner of the car is the one that gets in trouble. The owner of the house is that gets in trouble. Who owns a house? Well, we the people. Who's leasing it right now? Whose name's on the lease? Joe Biden's name's on there, right? And this, you're going to tell me that the, the Secret Service can't figure out who left Coke in the White House. And uh, just this morning, news breaking that they just identified a, a man who was back at the... Incited the erection. Insurrection. The insurrection, January 6th, right? Two and a half years of searching. How many people in America now? What are we, like 330, 350 million people, right? Took them two and a half years, but they, they tracked that cat down. And they can't, they can't track down who put the mystery bag of Coke in the White House. Why? I don't know. Clue number one. It was in the, the, the same time that the guy that has the nickname uh, President's Crackhead Son, uh, right? I mean, he was there. So that's, that's clue number one. So are they covering up? Of course, it's a, of course it's a cover-up. Uh, you know, they were trying to say that, well, there's just too many possibilities. We just couldn't. Too many figure it out. There's just too many druggies out there, I guess, with access to the White House for them to uh, to nail it down, right? Uh, you, you want to tell me the Secret Service was unable to pull any fingerprints or DNA from the bag? The same Secret Service that pulls presidents' bowel movements from toilets when they visit foreign countries so they don't find out about their health? <laughs> hey, these guys pay attention to detail. That's all I'm saying. If you don't believe that story, it's true. Yeah, they have to, right? Let's say uh, a, a president has uh, is going through uh, has a form of cancer or something, and they don't want to release it to the public. Let the world know. Say there's something something else going on with the president uh, there. Yeah, they're not going to let the Kremlin let their scientists go through all of that and figure out what kind of health's going on. So yeah, what I'm saying is, I think they could have pulled some fingerprints or DNA from the back. They actually said that there wasn't. 
No meaningful security footage. We're just going to put it back here with McCarthy's 41,000 hours of tapes. Throw it in the corner, guy. Yeah, put it back there. We could nah, nah. There's no video access that we could. Nah, not anything meaningful. What, like who came in and out of the out of the room? That kind of meaning, right? Now, why in the world would the White House Secret Service drop the investigation into the coke found in, in the West Wing? On July 2nd, the White House was evacuated after an unknown white powder was found. Uh, uh, hazmat teams were called out. Didn't know what it was, you know. Uh, it could have been anthrax. It was confirmed to be cocaine. Or as firefighters said that night, cocaine hydrochloride. Now, as you found out here, I uh, went out and interviewed some crackheads over the weekend. And uh, cocaine hydrochloride can be used, oh, for making crack. Oh, that was the... That was the uh, after-dinner dessert delight uh, for a guy that lives there. And we know that. Now, can people be forgiven of their past life and sins and move on and live a healthy uh, life without being having the finger pointed at them at all times? Uh, yeah, but the more we're finding out about this guy that we're not supposed to point the finger at, the more we find out, boy, he's a dirty deeds, done dirt cheap kind of guy. So, yeah, it could be him very easily. could be him. Or maybe some of his buddies that hang out there. Have we thought of that? Uh, after the drugs were reported to have been found, I mean, the story changed. It went from the East Wing Library to the West Wing to the area near the Situation Room where they said employees leave their items in lockers. They, uh, I don't know who to believe here, but you had to know there had to be some uh, some fingerprints that were on it. <laughs> Nobody, nobody is wearing gloves around or wiping it clean. They, When they hit it, probably said they'd come back and get it and then went on a binger and forgot about it, right? Like uh, forgetting about like, a, you know, dropping off a laptop at a repair shop. Uh, what's the reason they dropped it? Well, the Secret Service uh, said to New York Post Miranda Devine that they had no probable cause to question suspects. We have no evidence to approach them. What do they mean no evidence to approach them? They, the things actually, I, I would say, get a little worse. NBC reported the Secret Service spokesman told NBC News that they closed the investigation. How many interviews do you think they did? None. No, no. How do you have an investigation with no interviews? So, if the, okay, let's say the drugs weren't part of the Biden crime family. Uh, who's the... Which staff members are crackhead? Because is it a staff member that's in charge of national security? Is it a crackhead of why Afghanistan happened? I mean, there's a long list of things that went wrong. So, you know, I I think that there is some evidence there could be a crackhead in there. So I you think they'd want to figure it out, right? And uh, I do know that uh, on January 6th. Uh, into inciting an erection, uh, insurrection, which he did. Yeah, a lot of people arrested that they had no evidence to, quote, approach them, just like the Secret Service said about this case, right? But I'll tell you right now, if a, if a bag of Coke were found in your house by federal agents, the assumption would be made that it belonged to the person that lived there. Uh, you hear that all the time. If you're in law enforcement for many years, I don't have to tell you what I see on TV is real. I don't want to act like I know what happens, but I do see it on on live TV there that it's always, no, that's I don't know how that got in my car. 
you know, it's it's stuff between the back seat or something. Uh, now you hear that all the time. Don't know how the cocaine got in the White House. Well, whose name's on the registration? Can I see license registration? Can, whose name's on the lease of the house? Oh, let's go look at the the name on the lease. It's Joe Biden. So, from uh, w- what I have gathered about law enforcement practice, the uh, the coke's going to belong to the person whose name is on the lease until something else changes, right? And I think this should be a really, really big deal, right? And I think it says a whole lot. I haven't, I guess, scoured, scoured, but I haven't heard Joe Biden give a press conference about the cocaine, right? So I think he's holding back here a little bit. And poor, poor, poor Jean-Pierre. Wouldn't this be the worst job in the world, right? Can you imagine being the spokesperson person for for this presidency good afternoon everybody come on guys give the girl some love here that's tougher than george w bush's administration where they kept asking where's the weapons of mass destruction where's the weapons of mass destruction where's the weapons of mass destruction uh who was that ari fleischer i think he started out with a lot of hair and by the end he was almost bald uh there but he man that's a stressful gig when you've got to go out there with a straight face uh, put on the old uh, face of I'm going to either deflect, 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 and lie, lie, lie. Uh, Jean-Pierre expressed confidence in the Secret Service after they announced that no suspects were identified. <laughs> I, she, she said earlier that the Secret Service would get to the bottom of it. And then when they don't get to the bottom of it, when they don't even do one investigation, according to the New York Post, uh, Jean-Pierre will say, Quote, look, we believe the Secret Service did a thorough investigation. I'm certainly not going to opine on the investigation. Of course, we're going to have to have confidence. They're going to do their jobs and everything they can to get to the bottom of it. No fingerprints, no DNA. This is just a, a small little example of such a bigger issue that is going on here, right? That there's really no justice. I mean, we're... We are talking about minus during the Obama administration when some dude opened the front door of the White House and came inside with a knife. Other than that, uh, I think it's the most secure building in the entire entire world. I not not even the press goes in without anybody knowing it. Even if they've seen them a million times, there are there are logs. All that is taken care of here. Uh, and you know, I, I I in my memory, I don't remember. Do you, to your knowledge, has cocaine ever been found in the White House before? And you got a dude caught on tape doing coke and crack, and his nickname is Crackhead, and he's living in the White House, and he was there on Friday, and the coke's found there on Sunday, and everybody's like, well, you know, I uh, wonder who it could be. Well, I think uh, I'll quote men at work, right? Who can it be now? Remember that song, Who Can It Be Now? Uh, I think it's Hunter. I, I, I mean... Of course, that's the obvious choice, but the cover-up, right? They would have loved for it to be just some staffer that they could be like, hey, we can't keep tabs on everybody, but by golly, we caught it, and uh, they've been uh, fired, and there's going to be charges brought for bringing that into the House of the People, Joe Biden's White House here. You know, if it had been somebody else like that. So it had to be somebody that was pretty high up and pretty embarrassing for the administration for them to just squash it, to just Warren Commission whitewash it. Done. Here's what happened. Oswald, three shots. Done. Good night. 
right? We found nothing, no DNA, no fingerprints, done, good night. According to the House Oversight Committee Chair, James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, uh, I know I've been like, man, put the facts out, quit doing, but you know, the more I'm watching everything that he's doing, it's, it's, it's impressive. And the more that I'm thinking about, man, how hard that would be such an uphill battle to fight against us. And, you know, I've always said, man, Republicans don't fight enough. Well, uh, he is, uh, he's now coming out about the 20 shell companies. And, uh, again, he's saying we have discovered, uh, we have over 20 foreign payments. He's claiming, Again, that word claim, but he said House Oversight Committee is starting the process of bringing in the associates of the Biden crime family. That name, Devin Archer, Hunter's buddy, you know, Joe Biden saying, man, I I don't know anything about my son's business deal. Well, what about this picture with D3 cats? Oh, yeah, that guy, right? Uh, Okay. So they're going to bring people in, uh, give a deposition to find out how it was possibly, you know, orchestrated by the Biden crime family. So they're going to be looking also for specific policy decisions that link up, right? I I tell you, I don't know if they're going to be able to uncover this. Uh, I'll be thoroughly impressed if they are actually uh, can show evidence and proof of what triggered all these wire transfers, especially from China. Uh, You got Romania in there. You got... Uh, Ukraine in there. You got money laundering. You got shell companies, and uh, well, even got like uh, the universities here, University of Pennsylvania. Uh, they got tens of millions of dollars for the Biden Foundation at the uh, or the Biden whatever he called it there at the at that college there from Chinese donations. People just don't give money like that without expecting something uh, in return, right? And I think we're starting to figure out a little bit. Uh, McCarthy on the cocaine, right? Yeah, you think Republicans might have been a little louder about this. Just to get into the door before you get through the gate, you go through security. As a member of Congress, when I come with my own security, I still go through security. They have cameras 24-7. It just seems to me when it comes to the Biden, Biden Inc. family, they get treated different than anybody else. This is Super Tuesday with Trevor Carey on the Valley's Power Talk. Guess what is coming to town? The biggest Costco complex in the United States. Uh, I guess we can have that on the Welcome to Fresno sign if we're not going to put corn nuts up there, the home of corn nuts. We can put the home of the biggest Costco complex in the U.S. GVWire.com writes a proposed relocation of the Northwest Fresno Costco, bigger than proposed. Uh, increased traffic will be an unavoidable consequence. You're going, okay, is this coming in by my house? Well, if it is, if you live uh, near or by 7120 North Riverside Drive, that's north of Herndon, half mile east of 99. Big. Um, uh, we'll have to see when it's coming in here. They said the public can review the report and make comments through August 25th. You would do that down at the the city or i guess online uh, let's see it's going to be two hundred forty-one thousand square feet wow that would surpass the costco in salt lake city that's at two hundred and thirty-five thousand square feet okay well uh we'll see how it all all works itself out here this um out again here jason aldean put out a song that uh i guess some people are saying that uh he doesn't like how he's challenging them, right, about thing, uh, trying tactics in a small town. 
and see what happens. <laughs> and the video had Antifa and all the rioters and all of that going on, burning the flag, attacking courthouses uh, and all of that. Uh, actually, uh, my, my son and I, we went uh, to his, he had a down on Broadway in Nashville. His bar had three levels, three stories, big rooftop terrace. Now he's, I asked one of the bartenders how he shows up. He goes, maybe once, twice a year. Uh, but man, he was raking in the, in the uh, money, I can tell you there. And I said to my son, I go, look around, tell me, find one person older than me in here. What? Find one person older than me in here. Uh, he found two, I think. Yeah, two. Uh, here's Jason, a little snippet, Jason Aldean's song here. Challenging the rioters. Come try your tactics in a small town. Thank you. Let's see what happens. Listen to it. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down. Jason Aldean, small town. It's racist. I'll just, no, it's not. Uh, Miranda Lambert now talking about country music. Uh, she just turned off a crowd. You tell me if this crowd sounds turned off or turned on by her concert. She uh, looked out and saw some young women taking a selfie, taking a portrait, turned around like, oh, look who's on stage behind me. And I guess it messed up her vibe. I thought you're supposed to stand up and take pictures at concerts. This is uh, uh this is not not good performance here. I think. Listen. Kind of hard to hear. She called him out from the stage for taking a selfie. I wouldn't do that at a concert. I don't know. It didn't go over well. It didn't play as well on the radio there as uh, it was somebody filming it, obviously, in the concert. But, yeah, calling out somebody and stopping the music and saying that that kind of has me pissed. You're not paying attention to my lyrics. Uh, Well, excuse me. What is the concert etiquette? Are my uh, white gloves and my tea? I mean, how are you supposed to act in a concert crowd if you're not taking pictures those are real fans that are proud to be there you don't 
You don't you don't do that. They probably paid what two hundred and thirty eight bucks, or they were up actually real close. They're probably closer to what like four hundred or something uh, to set up that close, calling them out like that. Uh, I got called out from a preacher in a big church. I was second row. Uh, it's a, and this guy right here asleep. <laughs> I was not asleep. It actually turned out to be funny. Yeah, I, so I know what those people felt like in the crowd. That's what I'm saying right there. I know what that feels like, right? Sound of Freedom uh, is talking to Jody Jones, who shows on 11 a.m. on Saturday uh, here. And he went and saw Sound of Freedom. And he was just like, man, you got to go. You got to go see that. I do have to go see that. And the fact that it's air conditioned is probably a really good thing. Uh, they have them real nice and cool, but there were reports that they were turning it off. Did you hear that across the country uh, here? But it's made $85 million in two weeks. The only movie outside of Christmas season to ever see a second week ticket sale increase over 35%. That's big action. So uh, I want the numbers to keep rolling. So I'll go week four. So they can still be like, and week four still doing good. Cause people like me put it off. Uh, I know it's such a sad subject and the days that I have off, I really sometimes don't feel like sad, but I also it inspires. And I hear there's even a time or two that, uh, not that it, the subject matter is funny, but it, it's real life and there's some funny and that the, at the end, uh, I hear, well, should I run it at the end? Would I? Uh, uh, no, I can just say they, they catch bad guys. So it's a good, good feel at the end, but you know, that's just one or a few bad guys, but there's a bunch of them out there. There have only been 10 major releases in film history that have seen a 35% or more increase in sales during their second weekend in theaters. Man, that that says a whole lot, does it not? Sure it does. It wasn't regarding the COVID man-made lockdown and all the power that he hounded Fauci. But former president and current candidate Donald J. Trump, more charges are on the way, but I found it interesting that he actually admitted to a mistake that he made back during his four years of his presidency. Wow. I'll tell you what he said that mistake was, and we'll do it next. This is Super Tuesday with Trevor Carey on the Valley's Power Talk. Do you think uh, Governor Ron DeSantis might be getting close to, I don't know, giving Trump a hug or something? Like, uh, might not make this on my own uh, here, uh, you know, hey. I think it was shown how he was in the White House and didn't do anything while, while things were going on. Uh, he should have come out more forcefully. Of, of course that. But to try to criminalize that, that's a different, that's a different issue entirely. And I think that we we want to be in a situation where, you know, you don't have one side just constantly trying to put the other side in jail. And, and that, unfortunately, is, is uh, what we're seeing now. I should have warned Agent Squires that that ding is not something going wrong. That was in a debate. That was like, ding, your time. <laughs> Squires is in there looking around. Where's that sound coming from? I had to point right over here. But, uh, yeah, there's DeSantis. But big news. Is it big news anymore? I, 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 don't, I, I don't think it's big news. Uh, here it is, 439 on the show, and I'm now just getting to it. Uh, another, another. 
Trump indictment. Special Counsel Smith's office sent Donald Trump this letter, not only warning him that he's a target, but giving him that opportunity to appear before the grand jury this week. Donald Trump posted, deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was Sunday night stating that I am the target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment, end quote. Now, if he's indicted in January 6th, it will be his third indictment since April. It would be the second by the federal government. Hmm. Okay. The long list continues. Attack, 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 impeach, 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 indict, indict, indict. Well, Trump was honest, and I wish he'd be honest about Fauci. I wish he'd be honest about the pro-life movement. I don't like those two things that he can't come around and kind of, let's say, correct his course on here. But I wouldn't be the first person that says I want Trump to correct their course here. Will he do what I ask? No, he did. You know he uh, doesn't listen to advisors around him. Uh, But here's what he actually admitted to being a mistake over his four years. Uh, He was on Fox and said, first term mistake was some of the people I picked for my cabinet. Okay. Well, good. He uh, and he was brand new about it, but nothing about Fauci that uh, he said, quote, I wouldn't have put a guy like Bill Barr. He was weak and pathetic. I wouldn't have put Jeff Sessions. You know, most people were good, but we had people, uh, people we didn't like, people that were incompetent. Uh, and then uh, Maria Bartoroma asked, why didn't you put him in the job then? <laughs> right? Right? Mr. You're fired. Why didn't you put him in there? Uh, Trump said, you put somebody in and you think they are good. He added, all of a sudden, I'm the president of the United States. It's like a different society. This is Trump speaking. I was in New York, and you know it was a different thing. So I didn't know people. I became president. I'm riding down Pennsylvania Avenue with our first lady. I had 250 motorcycles. I had armies. I had everything. I said, do you believe it? We're president. Take a look. This is wild, right? But I never was involved in that. End of quote. <laughs> Think of Trump. I, I, for anybody, right? Uh, Jimmy Carter, anybody, any president on Inauguration Day, riding down Pennsylvania Avenue and going, I have 250 motorcycles. I have an army. <laughs> maybe Trump and maybe uh, Teddy Roosevelt were the two that thought that, right? I don't know. Uh, so Bartiroma said, so you didn't know what to expect talking to Trump. Trump said, well, I didn't know the people. I know the people now better than anybody has ever known. The people I know, the good ones, the bad ones, the dumb ones, the smart ones. And then she said, but you didn't drain the swamp like you said you would. And he said, I did. I fired Comey. I fired a lot of people. A lot of the people I had, I fired. And you know, there was a question of whether or not you could, but I fired Comey. Well, I guess he's all he's all giddy about firing Comey. Uh, he brought the swamp in. When he brought in David Gergen, boy, I was like, man, uh, all of this. But you want to talk about a cat killing a career. Uh, this happened on, on Friday. I know some of you probably already heard this a, a few times. But, I, I mean, you want to talk about a stupid campaign reaction. Now, Howard Dean with the Democrats in the, well, I think it was the late 80s, 88, or was that 92? I don't remember. 92, maybe? 
early 90s, or maybe it was not, I don't know, uh, but he, his scream. Ah! Ah! He just won a primary. He's up on stage, and he looked like he was like a madman. Uh, but Mike Pence very eloquently, uh, well, let's just go listen to what he said. It's, you know, the destruction of America. Yeah. Eh, it's not my concern. Huh? Along the way, the Biden administration has been slow. We promised them 33 Abrams tanks in January. I heard again two weeks ago in Ukraine, they still don't have them. We've been telling them we'll train their F-16 pilots, but now they're saying maybe January we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president. You are are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. Wow. Not my concern. How do you say that after Tucker stating that? Well, as president, I will focus on, yes, you're right, the Biden administration, the liberalism of America has created this destruction in America. Uh, I will work on two fronts. You know, something, man. That's not my concern. Hey, Mikey, I think it's safe to say, I don't know, your career as a politician might be over, uh, maybe? I think so. Not as concerned. This was in Iowa Friday question and answer and i like the format sitting down and talking south carolina senator tim scott he's a candidate he was there arkansas governor asa hutchinson he was there of course mike pence came there to shoot his campaign not in the foot but upside the head former south carolina governor nikki haley was there vivek ramaswamy and desantis who's missing yeah the guy everybody would have wanted to talk to uh but maybe that's that's the point right there he's like hey uh, I'm in the lead here. Uh, I guess if you're a DeSantis person, you do know he's being run by the same crew that ran Ted Cruz in uh, 2016. Uh, but uh, DeSantis has now fired staffers, campaign uh, payroll. Uh, they're spending a lot of money. Uh, Trump releases campaign fundraising details showing a million small donors helped raise $35 million. That was an average contribution of $34.20. So uh, we, we've been going over these numbers over the last few weeks here. And that means that that's middle class and working class folks. That's just make America great again by people that come out with the money and uh, do that. The latest FEC filing, the DeSantis campaign took in $20.1 million, burned through $7.9 million in just six weeks. Uh, over two-thirds of those were from maxed-out donors who can't contribute again. Remember, he got a whole lot of money from big uh, big donors. And once you get that kind of money coming in, they can't again. According to FEC rules, they cannot give money uh, again. Uh, DeSantis has only 15% of his total raise coming from small donors. So 
He's fired staffers and more expected in the coming weeks. Those that were let go were described to NBC News saying here as a mid-level staffers across several departments who departures were related to the cutting of cost. So it came out, spent a lot of money uh, early on becoming clear, though, that I guess they got to bring their their cost down. They got caught. And I think this is horrible. And this is going to be one of the problems of artificial intelligence. Team DeSantis used a fake AI of Trump to put down a governor in a campaign ad. Listen, Trump campaign ad coming out saying, no, no, no. Uh, that's not his voice. That's uh, artificial intelligence created. Governor Listen. Kim Reynolds is a conservative champion. She signed the heartbeat bill and stands up for Iowans every day. So why is Donald Trump attacking her? I opened up the governor position for Kim Reynolds. And when she fell behind, I endorsed her. Did big rallies and she won. Now she wants to remain neutral. I don't invite her to events. Trump should fight Democrats, not Republicans. What happened to Donald Trump? Never back down is responsible for the content of this advertising. Mm-hmm. They're saying that wasn't his voice. See how easy that is going to be able to do now? Remember when Photoshop first came out? It was like, well, is that, you know, we would always, almost always, unless it looked like somebody really throwing a saucer from their kitchen cabinet in, in the air and taking a picture of it, saying it's a UFO, we believe pictures. Uh, I don't believe you. You got a picture or a video? Now all that stuff can be manipulated. That, that's the scariest thing about uh, artificial intelligence, other than Kamala Kamala Harris describing it to us. Trump told DeSantis, quote, get back to Florida and do the job you were elected to do. Well, <laughs> okay, Dad, right? Uh, he said it's time for De, Ron DeSantis to get back here and do the job he's elected to do. Be the governor of, capital letters, Florida. He's got to get home and take care of business. He's got to take care of that insurance situation. It's the worst in the nation. Uh, I just saw a little bit about that. I know insurance companies pulling out of Florida. I, I know they're doing it in California. So I guess Newsom and DeSantis can, can battle each other on that one right there, right? Battling. Tired of battling. Let's get a sane society. Remember when fast food restaurants were never political? Now we got Burger King making out with Ronald McDonald, right? But how is it that getting a burger can be kind of politically swampy? Well, because a lot of people got brainwashed. In and out and face mask. Yeah, it's still a controversy next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. ABC30.com reporting from Lamore that one person died early this morning, 1.30 a.m., and another person was hospitalized. A shooting that happened. Lamore police said it happened at the home on Brooks Drive near Beach Lane. Police arrived. They found two people suffering from gunshot wounds. One of the victims was declared dead at the scene. Other taken to the hospital for treatment. We got a uh, crime stats down. We'll talk more about that on the show tomorrow but it, it seems uh, violence is spreading to a lot smaller communities now that didn't used to have those kinds of uh headlines two 16 year olds were shot in porterville uh right i mean this is this is happening uh every agency to be I, i'm glad the crime numbers are down uh homicides are down compared to uh to last year but uh, again we'll cover more of those numbers on the show tomorrow city councilman gary bradfell will be joining us on the show at 3 30 tomorrow as well this um, little controversy, I guess, mask or no mask, you still see people wearing uh, on occasion. 
you still you still see it and it's something that's not even debatable because you can measure the the mask the fabric the opening and you can measure the size of the virus and it's literally like trying to keep water from going through a screen window or a screen door i mean it's going to it's going to get through uh, but anyhow back to mask in and out has a new policy that will require employees to present a medical note if you want to wear a mask to work. Now it's the opposite. You got to got to have a note from a doctor that says they need to wear a mask because of ABCD or whatever it is. A uh, new policy is going to affect stores in Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Texas, and Utah, but not California. That's the home state of In-N-Out. They're not going to enforce this policy, but if you do want to wear a mask, the new policy in California says the medical note must clearly, uh, not for California, the medical note must clearly state the reason for the exemption, including the estimated duration that the mask will be needed. If you fail to comply, you're going to face dis- disciplinary action. You could be terminated. And it seems like they're happy to work there, aren't they? They got to look, not full on Trader Joe's excitement to work there, but you get a little different attitude and. Uh, you know, most anything that I do, which is now I'm glad fewer and fewer, but man, when I get that urge, uh, normally I, I'll do a habit burger. I think it's a little drier, not as wet, juicy as the in and out, but I do still love in and out on occasion. I'll go through and uh, very polite at the drive through. You can see them in the window all working hard in there. And something about the, the uniforms make it feel cleaner, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you see the old polyester uh, Burger King pants. I don't know. It just seems like a sharper, cleaner uh, uniform there. But I, you know why they are now telling them they got to take the mask off, don't you? They want the customers to see smiling people. They want to have that back. And they got that right. Hey, how would you feel if you're going in for a surgery and you look over and the doctor, uh, well, not a surgery, uh, you, you had an ankle problem and they're going to wrap your ankle. You had a bad sprain and a small fracture in your lower leg from a skateboarding incident. And the doctor is Googling a video tutorial before the procedure. This happened to a 27-year-old man in Colorado. He's sitting there and he pulls out his phone and again, had a, a fracture in his lower leg and a bad sprain from skateboarding. And the doctor is Googling a video tutorial. How to wrap an ankle. All right. Almost any doctor now you call up, you're like, hello, Dr. Stevenson's office. Yeah, how did Dr. Stevenson vote in the last few elections? Nothing wrong with that, right? Hey, I've been doing a little church dating, right? I'm going to find the right one, but you know what I've noticed? Uh, not in all. Very few have, but there's an absence in the sermon, man. I'm not standing up to this attack that's going on, especially with children. Talk about it next.